Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Being the way they need to grasp it. So let's. Um, Let's let's divert a little. Let's go to the left and figure out, you know, what we can do to make sure we're driving the message home. And I've always said, and I believe in this program, we don't have to get through everything because uh, you can see the class takes a life of its, of its own. But I'd rather you guys learn some things and make changes like you just mentioned to your life rather than trying to get across a whole course content and tell Good Shepherd that, hey, I did my part. I taught the program, but not really having that impact that we really want you guys to have. So that being said, we met on Monday. We decided to do, to, to divert a little. And this class, which I've never done before, is really a class that's just Q&A. And we asked you guys to provide some questions of things that you need answers, things that I may have gone over too quickly um, to try to help figure out, you know, try to help answer those questions. And if we don't get through the entire program, well, we don't get through it, or maybe we make it up at another time. But it's really important that you guys understand everything. So I just want to thank again, Good Shepherd and the rest of the team for like taking the time to, to put this together for you guys. So this is uh, our runoff Q&A class. Dun, 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 dun. Let's go to the next slide. <laughs> okay, so uh, we are going to answer these questions as best as we can. And I'm perfectly work from home today. So I have my two computers up, my laptop and my, and my home computer. So if I have to Google something, we're going to Google it. <laughs> and figure it out together, okay? So I've looked over these questions very briefly, but um, with the help of myself, Mr. 850, Ramon, Nigel, Rachel, Trey, we're gonna try to get through these questions, okay? So- and Maybe um, some of the students know the answer to the questions too. Exactly, so if you see the first question, do you, is, it, is anybody in the class that wrote this first question, that had this first question, maybe they can read it out loud. You know who wrote the first question? I okay, did well, on I'm, behalf of my students. Okay, so let's. Uh, so you read it, Trey. Go ahead. So yeah, so basically, if you don't have anyone to co-sign for you, 
and you want to start building your credit, what's the best way to do it alone? This is if you don't have anything, if your credit score is zero, non-existent. How do you start it up with no cosign? Good good question. Um, When I came here and and when I moved to this country, I I had no credit, so I had to build my credit by myself in Canada, my dad signed my first car loan for me. So he, that, that was my jump start. but here I, I didn't have a jump start. So I think we've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. Um, you need to establish credit. I would say by getting, applying for a credit card. Now you may not get approved right away because you don't have any credit history. We talked about that. No history, no credit is not good credit. It means nobody knows if you can pay on time or you can't pay on time. So there's something they call a secured credit card. And what a secured credit card is, it acts like a credit card, but you put your own money up front. So you can get like a $500 and everybody gets approved for a secured credit card because banks and credit cards companies assess assess risk. So if your own money is, is being put up for the credit, there is zero risk to the banks and the credit card companies. So regardless if you have a zero credit score or 850 credit, everybody gets approved for a secured credit card. So you apply for that. And I think off the top of my head, the best places to go. Sorry, are you saying something, Trey? You're on mute. No, I was just ad-libbing you in the classroom. Okay. So my experience and the research I've done before, I think one of the best credit card companies to go to apply for secured credit card in general I like Discover Card as initial for a student. They give a lot of um, great rates, uh, benefits for students just starting out. It's not the end game, I think, for credit cards, Discover Card, but it's a good place to start. And, you know, start off as little as $500. And I would do it for a few months where you put your daily things on it, like your, your morning coffee, your whatever little things you put, you put on the secured credit card. And then every month you, you pay it off, which means you build it back up to the $500 you initially put on it. So if you have a $500 secured credit card, meaning you put $500 of your own money on it, and then you use $100 of it every, in, the, in, the, in a given month, then you would just put $100 and keep it always at $500. And then after you've displayed like good credit for, the, for a few months, you know, I would say maybe like four to six months, apply for an unsecured credit card and go back to the same place that you got your secured credit card from and call them up. You know, I would speak to an operator and say, Hey, I have a credit card with you guys secured. I've had it for the last six months. Can I apply for an unsecured credit card? Does that make sense? I see somebody walking on a screen. I I was going to say that make, that makes sense. And just to to add a, another um, layer to this question, I was wondering, so Let's just say you, from the time of your first credit card, you've kept that same card, but you've asked them to, um, instead of going, I can't really say whether it was secured or not in the beginning, but um, let's just say you kept the same card from the beginning um, and you just kept asking them to increase your limit. Would you suggest people doing that if that's an option or going for the other card? It's all, you know, I would say it depends on, you know, what benefits are being, are you getting from the current card? You know, you can do both. So my suggestion is do both, like apply for the credit increase, get it. And then, you know, like, for example, American Express, I have the American Express platinum card and I also have an American Express gold card. 
American Express gave me an offer of convert your gold card into a platinum card and earn 150,000 miles. To me, that's like a round free trip ticket for me and my kids. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'll convert. I already have the platinum card, but you know, I can get, I can convert the gold I have to platinum to get the miles. You know, could I call American Express and ask for credit increase? Absolutely. And would they give me one? Fine, but I'm not going to get these miles. So it's really about, you know, what you're trying to accomplish, but you can do both. You know, I always say in business, the left hand does not necessarily need to know what the right hand is doing. They can work independently. Understood. Thank you. All right. I'm going to ask this. I'm going to sound, you know, like I'm asking the same questions over and over, but I just want to make sure when we get through these questions, because we may not have time to repeat them again throughout the program. Does everybody understand so far where we're going and does it make sense? Thumbs up. Yes. Okay. Oh, yes, you do have. Yes. Okay. All right. So let's go to the next question. Jeff, you want me to let you handle the next one? What if there's no credit cards being sent to me? Can I see you without applying for one myself? Well, I think Sean just answered this question with the first question. Okay, you would use the secure credit card to apply. And once you've had that card for three months or more, they would return your down payment or the 300 you had in the bank. And you now have a, an account with 500. Um, once you're listed, normally you will start receiving solicitations for other cards. If they don't, you can always go online, um, look at what is offering the best um, money back or uh, points back for your section of cards you're looking for that have no fee to it and apply. And that won't you know, have any real bearing on you because you're starting out. Um, so now you would have a card that you automatically seeked out yourself you would have the secure card that you had to start your system. And now you have two cards and you're on your way. Yeah. And I would just add to what Jeff's saying in the sense that, you know, in general, as a rule in life, you have to go after what you want in life. You know, you don't have to accept all the card offers that you, that come in the mail, which some of them are good, but you can go after the card that you want. And that's just general in life. Like, you got to attack life. You know, don't settle for what, you know, is being sent your way. Don't settle for the job that you get emailed to and say, hey, go after the job that you want. Go after the career that you want. Go after the life that you want. So it's the same thing with credit cards. Be aggressive. If there's cards that you, that you want and you see and that you, this is a card that can help you and this is the one that you're looking for, then apply to it. You know, don't be scared of the word. No, it's not. It's just a word. It's a two letter word. And you can also apply anywhere else. And, you know, when one door is open, I don't want to sound cliche, but one door is closed. Another one is open. Right. Um, what are examples of good and bad deals when it comes to credit cards? So this is a, once again, a personal choice. So for myself, I like credit cards that give me travel benefits because my theory was before COVID, I would try to work every single day, including Saturdays and Sundays. And then go away for four or five days every month. That was always my thing. So I always wanted to travel free. So I love to collect points and collect rewards and stay in hotels. But I think for young people your age, you shouldn't really be getting cards pertaining to travel. You should be getting cards pertaining to cash back. Because the assumption is when you're young, you don't have that disposable income that 
um, the adults may have. So any discount that you get goes a long way. I'm sure a $20 discount is lunch, is more than lunch, maybe is even movies or whatever the case may be, maybe even help to buy a textbook. So for your age, I would more than suggest you're looking for cards that give the most discounts and cash back for your purchases. And what I say by cash back is that there's things that called, you know, you can get a, you'll see terms like uh, 5% cash back for all purchases. That means every dollar you spend, you get 5% back or nickel. If you spend a hundred dollars, you get a $5 credit on your statement. You spend $200, you get a $10 credit, credit, et cetera, et cetera. And those saving, especially I know when I was in my twenties, early twenties, help make a difference, you know, bringing down the balance on your credit card. So once again, I'd go back to discover, they have great cashback deals. Capital one has great cashback deals as well. I'd more look at those cards if I were you. What go, Jeff? I'll let you do the next one. Sorry. When you look at these cards, you know you do want to look at the interest rate because things life does happen. You know, and you want to have cards with the lowest possible interest rate that you can get, along with cards that don't charge an annual fee. There's so many that don't charge annual fee. So, you know, you look on um, NerdWallet.com, or there's several other places you can look, and you can see a variety of cards that you can apply for that don't have a fee and may even offer you uh, a good interest rate along with student cards. They have college student cards as well. So, you know, do not get cards that charge a fee. Initially. Initially. Right now. Right now. And then as you grow with the skill and master your card habits and your income grows, then you will have a purpose for um, having a card that charges a fee. Because, I mean, my fees are kind of high for my cards, and it took me a little while to convince my wife why we charge, why we have cards with fees, because the cards itself, the benefits outweigh the fee. And that's... Give an example of that, Jeff, so they understand. So, for example, we travel a lot, and it's normally three of us. So it's me, my wife, and my daughter. We got stuck on a trip once in Jamaica and, you know, we had to pay because I didn't have the insurance and all of that. So now when I travel, I always travel with insurance, but my card provides all my insurance other than, you know, if I was to let the airline provide the insurance, it would be an extra $60 per person, the $70 per person. Now that can go up if I add luggage insurance, that if I add cancellation insurance, if I add, you know, sickness insurance, all that's covered under one card, you know, so that one benefit cancels out the fee with one trip because that, that overall circle of insurance, cancellation insurance, sickness, if I get sick somewhere, will they extract me from my location and bring me back to America? Uh, no, that would be an enormous cost for me. So I'm covered with insurance that would normally cost at least 100 to $200 per person. And that outweighs what fee I pay the, um, the credit card companies because now I'm traveling multiple times a year, if not with my family, by myself. Yeah, and I'd also add to say that, you know, when you're looking, when you get older and you're looking for cards with fees, it's going to be more about like your where you spend the most money, what your usage is. Like for me, example, like perfect example I can give, you know, it depends, if you guys like, if you like to frequently shop at maybe, I don't know, Macy's, they, one card may be giving charge a $500 
annual fee, but it gives you 10% on every Macy's purchase. And you'll make that up probably within the year. So the card will work for you. Like a couple examples, my, my membership fee on my card is $800, but they give me 10% back on all FedEx transactions. And I have a shipping business. And once I said before, I put everything on the card. So all my FedEx transactions goes on my card. And believe it or not, in one month, I've made that $800 back in savings from FedEx charges. So you kind of have to, as you get older, you got to do the math. And cards are about lifestyle. I'm sure what's in Jeff's wallet is not in my wallet because we have different, similar lifestyles, but slightly different lifestyles. But you have to kind of find a card that fits with your lifestyles. Um, what are some examples of, uh, where are we at? What are some examples of good deals and bad deals when it comes to credit cards that we're at? Yes. Yeah. Yes. What, what, did we switch pages? Did we switch? Are we still on that? Was there a page before this? We're on the same page. I think we're on the next question after the one that you just read. No, because I think we've done four questions. I think we were, I think somebody switched pages. I might have accidentally switched pages. No. No, I think no. it's the same page. It's the same, same page? page? Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry, my bad. No problem. Okay, so we're on question number four. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, the perks. Question number four. Yeah. Okay. You said you're doing it, Jeff, or you want me to do it? Yeah, I'll do it. What are some of the examples of... Um, of good credit card perks for beginners? Is that the one we're yeah. on? Yeah. Okay. Well, there, there's cash back. Um, normally, I think the highest now was 2% back uh, with certain cards. And those are the ones you can, if you can get that with no fee card, then that's great for, for starters. As you grow um, and you understand how the game is played, as you can go online and see people who play the game, um, who master credit cards, don't pay interest, is I do what's called the trifecta. So I use actually three cards and I combine the points, one for business, two for personal, and then whatever the cards are used for, I combine them into one um, area that kind of like almost gives me a point and a half for the ones I have. So if I get 100,000 points somewhere here, I get 100,000 points somewhere here, now I get an extra 100,000 points from putting it in, under the trifecta system. And, I, and that has to be used for travel. And in most cases, I can use it for certain airlines. I can use it for entertain, uh, entertainment. I can use it for car rental or hotels. And at my age, it's, it's what I normally do. Those are the good perks that I find with cards. And as I said, as... As starters, I used to use, when I first started, I used to use the perks for movie tickets. So I knew that the, the, the card would get a certain amount of points, and I can always re, uh, renew those for a certain amount of movie tickets, which I felt were the best way for me to use my, my points at the time, and then I would take my family to the movies. So those, those are some of the ways we can use it. Sean? I would also add to say that, once again, cards are a personal decision, and for, it's for you to look at what certain cards are offering and what you're looking for out of a card. But once again, I'll stress the point at your age, I'd be more looking for discounts and um, cashback savings. And, you know, Google is your friend. And the credit card industry is a very, very competitive industry. So their deals are constantly changing all the time. So I would always, you can even Google something as, this, as simple as best credit card for students best um, cash back rewards and a list of cards will come out. Some of them may be paying Google to be on top of the list, but it gives you a sense of what the deals are and you can then compare 
certain cards. And just like I say with banks, you know, you're, you're dating credit cards. You don't need to commit to one card your whole life. You can see what other deals are out there for you that, that, that are good for you. Because there's constant, if I, what we, if I Googled that same thing today, best credit cards for students in the next week's class, I Googled the same thing. The list is going to change. All right. Just get that comfort level and be confident and, and see where the deals are and what makes sense for you. Uh, what are other ways, what are other ways beginners can build credit without applying for a credit card? Well, remember everything that's associated with your tax ID has the potential to affect your credit. So you can get a personal loan, you know, if you need one, but it'll be harder to qualify. I think the credit card is the best because it's the easiest thing that you can qualify for. You know, there's mortgages, there's, there's car notes, there's all different kinds of things. But I think at your age, you know, and I'm saying 25 and under, there's not a lot of options to building your credit other than applying for a credit card where, where there's not that big a commitment. There's other ways in which you can build it with, like I said, a personal loan, an auto loan, a mortgage, those sort of things, but those are, are really big commitments. The short in and out thing that you can get involved in that'll help build up your score is a credit card or having your parents link you to their credit by adding you on a, a card itself and they'll help build your credit up while you're still young. Yeah, I think authorized user is an excellent way if you have that at your disposal. Um, if you find that you're not good with managing your money, then avoid credit at this time until you build up the habit and the, the skill to manage your money. I mean, knowing what, you, what you're bad at is probably the best option for building wealth. If you know you can't do something well right now, that is very important. You know, and, and to say to yourself, I'll hold off until I'm good at it because I learned from financially clean, this will defeat the purpose of the class if I mis mismanage the credit that I have. So debit is, is it's a good way to go until you build the proper habits as you go forward. Even though the debit card is really not going to build your score up, it will at least give you time to build the habit of paying on time. Yeah, and, it, and I would say this too. I'm going to stress it again, and I said it at the beginning of the class. When Jeff says, you know, wait till you're ready, you have to get to that point. You can't go through your adult life with not leveraging using credit. So you have to get to that point. And then like if just said again, you know you're not ready, then go back to getting a secured credit card because that is something where you're not using the creditor's money. So it's not going to hurt your score as bad if you mess up a secured credit card. And you can still go from messing up a secured credit card and going back to have an unsecured credit card down the road. Okay. But you have to get to the point where you are credit responsible. I don't think we've did this you justice if you the only thing you get out of this program is that. You're not good at managing bills. You're not good at paying things. And then you're never going to apply for credit because you took financially clean and it scared the hell out of you. And you never want anything to do with credit. Then we're sending the wrong message to you because that's not the message Jeff and myself and the rest of the team are trying to send to you. We're trying to tell you to be responsible. If you know yourself, you're not responsible yet. Don't hurt yourself in the long run. But you have to get to the point where you are going to become responsible because that is what's going to build wealth. Um, we're at, I think we're at, are this are the safe credit card options when I can get consistent assistance to keep track of my credit. You have to take ownership. There's a certain responsibility that you have to take for yourself. Credit card companies have made it so easy to track spending and see back in my day, I had to wait for a statement to come. You know, I may sound like a dinosaur, but we weren't able to go online and see where am I, what I spent this month, 
what my balance is. I'd either have to call an operator or I'd have to wait till this paper comes in every month in the mail and be, and I was still responsible. I'm sure Jeff was still responsible as well. So you have to take action and control your fate. And I'm sure everybody on this phone call, this zoom call has some kind of computer skills where they know they can, they can, if you can create an Instagram account, if you have Instagram, you can create an online credit card account and track your spending and track your balance and know your due dates. So I would say the assistance should come from you. You should take track. I'm not going to refer you and tell you there's ways in which you know you that's part of being responsible. Part of being responsible is tracking your own credit, looking at it on a regular basis, know your spending, know where it's coming from. That's how you're going to get to know yourself and know your business. You are your business. So it's not mom or dad. It's not your brother or sister. It's you taking control and managing your own credit. Similar to tracking, exactly, exactly, exactly. Similar to tracking a date. All right, Jeff, I'll let you go next. This is your, this is you. Certain students times mark off on their calendar (laughs) when a sneaker's coming out. So absolutely. For a sneaker, do the same thing for your credit card payment. Just know when that date is coming up and mark an X. Exactly. As as Sean had mentioned early on, you know, if you reach 775 or 780, you are getting the same benefits I get. No more, no less. All right. People will be in awe of you. If I if I receive an application for a tenant and um, I run their credit and it's over 750, I'm like, wow, I want this person as my tenant. So I will go after that person. People will look at you and they will be really surprised. So if you're in your early 20s and you have a seven over 700, you know, you're still you're still below 30 years old. You have a 750. Doors will open easier for you as you go forward. And it'll be easier for you to reach the 800 score as you go forward once you've, you know, mastered being able to pay and and not incur debt, um, you know, early on. Go ahead, Sean. Okay. Um, what's the difference between a credit score and a credit report? So a credit report is your report card. If you took history, math, algebra, science, there's a score beside that with a credit report it's all the different um lines of credit lines of credit that you've applied for all the different insults you applied for if you have a chase card a discover card you have a mortgage an auto loan it's all showing up in your credit report card all right and it shows up how often you've made payments on time how many payments you've missed how well you've paid what's your balance what's the highest your about you've ever put the balance to uh, what's the lowest you've ever had it at where it's at today it's to give someone that's looking to give you credit an idea of how well you pay and what type of credit you have. Now, the credit score is just a, it just sums up and a scoring and a number what your. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. How good your report is. All right. And the credit score ranges from 300 to 850. So depending on how well you've made payments or how well you haven't made payments or how well you've done the right or bad thing when it comes to your credit report, it'll produce a score. Now, what I mentioned earlier, we can only tell you things that'll help your score go up and help you and things that'll make your score go down. Nobody can tell you the exact amount, amount that your score will go up or down because it's called a FICO score and it's proprietary, meaning that it's like the secret sauce to the Big Mac. You can go home and get the beef patty, this, the, the uh, sesame seed bun, and bring the mayonnaise and whatever you think is in that sauce, onions, and, and still, you probably will not come out with the sauce to the Big Mac. And, this is a, and they can tell you, well, you know, there's mayonnaise in it. There's, there's, you know, onions in it, but you won't know how much, how much you have to put in for it to taste like it. And it's the same thing with your credit score. You can tell you things that's going to make it go up or down, but we can't tell you the exact amount or the exact ingredients and, and, and count of the ingredients to make that sauce or to give you your exact score. Am I making sense or was my analogy just horrible and way off? No, it was definitely making sense. And in, in the chat, I was also asking just to give, put it in perspective in another way. Would you yes. say that like, given the example that you were just giving in regards to a credit report being similar oh, there you to go. Card, oh, yeah. you say the credit score is similar to like your GPA, like after like, like a couple well, of that's a, the best scenario i'm gonna take that from you i'm gonna own that when i just like i'm gonna act like I, I created that but that's a perfect example your credit report is a report card and your credit score is your gpa i couldn't be more clear than that that is what it is and i am taking that from you and i'm not even going to give you i'm not even going to let them know that it came from you i'm not giving you no recognition for that because that is too nice i gotta own that one that's great <laughs> so it's okay as long as people learn <laughs> <That's> <laughs> We know where it came from, exactly. That's the last one of the questions, or is there another one? There's another page. Oh, okay. I'll let you take that one. Okay, so why do I have so many different credit scores? Well, that's a good question. So you got scores that um, car dealers use. You have scores that... I think she's referring to, Jeff, like Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. Like, they're giving out different scores. Okay, so... If that's the if that's the analogy, then I'll go. I'll do both. Okay. Do both. Do so, both. Correct. So you you have scores for different situations. Whether you're buying a car, that might be a one score. You're buying a house, they they may look at a, another score. So the home may look the bank may look at Experian, where car may look at Equifax. 
okay, for whatever reason. So different scores tell different stories about you. They may not be receiving all the same information. So one may have all your purchases and uh, may not have the department store purchases. So that score may reflect higher or lower based on what they're not receiving or what they are receiving. But each score has, has its own algorithm and its own way of utilizing data that they sell. So the Equifax and Experian, they're both separate entities, like Sean said, McDonald's and Burger King. So they both sell data to people who seek the information to make a determination to give credit, whether it's on a home or a car or personal loan or credit card. So there are many companies, but these are the most well-known, those the three major ones are the most well-known that carry all the data for these uh, corporations. So that's why there, there are so many different credit scores. Each one has accumulated certain data and not all of them have the same data to come out with the same conclusion. So what factors affects my, my credit score? I'll let you take that one, Sean. Um, let's go back one page first. Can you go back, Rachel? I just wanna take two minutes. Um, sorry, I know you hate jumping around. Okay, two minutes for everybody to review the questions that we just um, went through and just take a minute, just read them over and just see if there's any other questions you have from this page before we go to, I should have done that before we went to the next page. So we'll, we'll give you 60 seconds to read them over real quick. And just, if you have any questions from this page, let us know now so we can address them. And, and, and I want to add something, Sean, if, if it's okay. Absolutely. The, the, the focus of, of clean is result-driven. Result-driven meaning you as the student are listening to our experiences. And, and what we're sharing is to be, like Sean said, responsible. So if you don't take anything away from this class, be responsible about how you manage debt. It has the most profound effect on your life, as you can see with the way the economy is going and the way people live their life. It affects multiple layers of their life, from their relationship, their school, where they live, what car they drive. So how you manage this has to be a profound awareness. And if you can master this, trust me, you are, you are more, more aware than people who are getting out of college with master's degrees who didn't know how to master not having all that debt. You but see? You a question in there in the chat about that. Like how hard, Akeem's asking, how hard is it to build credit at 18? Um, and my answer to you, it's, it's, it's not hard. I know everybody wants to get away from the credit card, but it's probably, unless you're going to have your parents make you an authorized user, it's probably the, the quickest way to build credit. And we, once I said before, you can get a secured credit card where you will be approved and you don't have to worry about meeting certain criteria. And after you had that secured credit card for a number of months, you can convert that into an unsecured credit card. So your credit history is irrelevant when you apply for a secured credit card. Does that make sense? And can I add something to that as well, too? Um, sure. Absolutely. In regards, to, 
<laughs> not not necessarily another gem, or maybe it might be. I don't know. It's not really up to me whether it's a gem or not. <laughs> but um, just in regards to building credit, I think looking back, I didn't get my first credit card until actually close to my graduation from college. Um, now looking back, when I eventually had when I got um in tune with my um Discover app, I was able to see like what my longest line of credit was. Um, and it was the loan that I took out when I was going to college at or after graduating high school. So if you guys are thinking about taking out loans and things of that sort, um, I think that might be also one of your first um, or earliest um, instances of having credit. Um, because as of right now, that's my longest standing line, um, the loan that I've been like paying some of the principal, um, not principal, some of the interest off of over the years. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a question. Don't they send you credit cards like um to come sign up? Yes, they do. Sure. You get them in the mail. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. You can get them in the mail, they can send you them, but it doesn't mean that's your only offer, only deal. You can still look online and find other opportunities. So yes, they do. Um but some of them, like, for example, are geared towards you because they know you're a student. They know certain things about you that they're getting from the credit bureaus. But um, you can still look for other opportunities as well. Make sense? Yeah. But I get great credit card offers all the time. There's well, another- all this information, when, you, when it comes to interest, will have a profound effect when you apply for uh, not just a, a credit card, but when you apply for your first car, you go down with your dad or your mom, or you go down with your friend and you apply for your car. And you'll notice that they shift you from the sales department to the finance department. That's where they want to get you. And they'll throw all these little extras in, which add on to add on until you know, you go from one offered price to a different price. So that's a whole new world. So if you can walk in with your bank offered a financing from your credit union or from your regular bank, where they already gave you a low interest rate on a car, you avoid the finance department's offers because you already have your finance in your pocket. Go ahead. I had um, one student ask me, you know, they don't know if they have credit yet and how can they check if they do have credit or not? Say it again, Trey. So one student asked, um, they don't have, they don't know if they have credit or not yet. How can they check to see if they have credit or not? Um, Freecreditreport.com. Freecreditreport.com allows you to um, put in your name, your tax ID, and everything will come up under you regarding, even if you have never applied for a credit card, it'll show no credit history. All right, there you go. So free credit report, and it's free. That's why it's entitled freecreditreport.com. Free credit in the um, chat. In the chat. Yes. Somebody will put it. They were, they were notorious for um, commercials years ago, if you guys remember. These have a lot of commercials about free credit report. Yeah, this is a government thing. That's, That's so. It won't tell you your credit score, but it'll tell you your credit report. Because mm. that's proprietary. The credit score is sold. They'll offer you, hey, do you want to pay $10 and get your credit score? You know. 
So everyone starts off with the same credit, not necessarily. And, you know, I can't tell the algorithm behind that, what, how FICO accumulates, why Nigel may start off with a 500 and I start off with a 400 or vice versa. Um, but no, nobody starts off like at 300 either. I don't even know what the starting number is. That's a good question. Maybe we can Google that. What is a, you want to try Googling that? I don't know what, you know, what, what, what I, remember I'll be, I would be kind of curious to see what Google says behind that. Cause I don't even know the answer to that. And so one more thing I, I got to, um, so students are starting to check the website, but if you're under 18, you're no good. That's, is that what it says? You have to be 18 in order to sign up. To so even, apply, yeah, because you have to be 18 to get to be um, considered able to apply for credit and establish credit because you're not an adult. Like you, if so, if somebody tries to get you and you have a, and they gave you credit and you're under 18, you have no obligation to pay it back because you're a minor. So you don't have to make your payment. You don't have to do anything like that. So you're not going to get it. If someone did that, you're probably running a scam because you have to be 18 in order to be credit worthy and credit responsible. Usually you could, your parents would have to co-sign for you. So yes, given it's a wrap, that'll get you a technical foul tray that slicing of the chain of the neck in any sport now. Can't even do that anymore. Are we there? It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Any other questions? So we can go to the other page. I have a question. Like, if you're buying a car, should you take out a loan or if you have the money paid in full? Um, it's about, you know, using, you know, it's the value of, like, using other people's money. And I'm a, a, a great fan of that. So it's just to say you buy a car for $10,000 and you pay cash. That takes away your access to that $10,000. Just suppose you could have invested that $10,000 into a business or into an investment vehicle that's going to earn you money. You no longer have access to that $10,000. However, you take the loan and you're paying a, a nominal amount every month, you still have access to that. So the question comes to, and this is how investors think, this is how the wealth-minded think. Does, what is the cost of using that money for, to purchase that item? And if you can't think of a way in which you can make money on that $10,000 or fight whatever you paid for that car, then maybe it's best to buy the car in cash instead of, instead of, using, instead of um, keeping your money on the sideline to invest in other things. But if you see that you can use that money to invest and grow, then you just want to get the loan. And that's how the wealth might think. That's why you see the rich like Jay-Z, the Warren Buffett, there's still borrowing money. The, the, you know, the Elon Musk, you know, the Jeff Bezos, because they understand that their money that they're not using could be used for other things or just kept it. Are they letting the business pay for their loan, pay for their loan? Am I making sense? Yeah, you're making sense. The, one, the, the rule of thumb in creating wealth is managing your cash flow. And cash flow means managing your monthly income, your revenue, and kind of figure out ways and how to, you know, to make it work for you. And doing it, living it all cash and paying everything off is not a way where you're going to increase your cash flow. You're going to kind of um, not give yourself as much access to money to do bigger and better things. Making um, sense? Yeah. Yeah, I got a question. Um, say, like, if your parents, like, can they start your credit like when like say if like you're mad young like get started like can your parents start your credit for you like yeah by making you an authorized user 
I did that for my son, and he's 16. Like, what age can your parents start? I don't know if there is an age. That's a good question. I don't think there's a bottom age. It's another Google question. So I'm going to Google it, but I don't think there's a bottom age. It, it could be like at, 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 at any any age, like if you're under like eighteen, like if you're like under eighteen, like you can be like under your parents, like you know, because you're under your parents. So your parents are taking accountability for what's happening in that credit card. Like I can give my kids a credit card if I want to at any age, but if they miss payments, don't do the right thing, it comes back to me, not to them. Yeah. So so basically, that doesn't mean that that person on that card is accumulating credit at that time because they can't even be held liable to pay things back. But if your parents are doing a good job and you're an authorized user on that card, it, it makes, it affects your credit score in a positive way. Wow. Oh, so it would never affect a negative. grows, your name already has a credit card attached to it, though your parents are the ones mainly responsible, but your name has a card with, it, with your name on it and you grow with credit history as you use that card. Even though they may not even give you a card, they may just sign you up like I did. I signed my son up, but I didn't give him the card. Correct. I used the card myself in his name because he has he's a junior. So I would use the card with minor purchases, Starbucks, um, Burger King, or anywhere we would go eat at or some minor place, a restaurant. And now his score would get attributed to the purchase. And though I am liable in the event he doesn't pay. Yeah, and if your parents don't have good credit, there's a question, could it hurt your score? It's not adding any value. If you know your parents don't have good credit, them making you an authorized user is not gonna make your score grow up because their credit, their credit history is bad. So I wouldn't suggest being an authorized user. And it may be a tough question to ask your parents, dad, mom, do you have good credit? But if, <laughs> what you mean I have good credit? How do you think you've been living in this house? You know, that may hold but a whole other can of worms for you guys that you, but, you know, I, I would assume watch your parents' habits, maybe ask the question indirectly so it's not offensive. But if they're not credit responsible, then being an authorized user is not going to help you. Your habits, your habits as good credit managers may not be shared with everyone in your home. They may not be good credit managers. So you may be privy to information they're not using. And you could share it with them, but just do it in a, in a, in a way that doesn't offend anybody. You know, oh, Sean said, if it's, you're below this, you know, you're horrible. No, no, don't, don't do that. Just, <laughs> don't. Try to be aware, you know, make people aware. Hey, we, I learned so much, Ma. Look what I learned. And your parents would be really grateful that you're not following behind so many people that may be in the family that don't manage I, I, I got another question from a, a student, I guess more clarifying. They just kind of want to know, like, if your parent does have credit and they do make you an authorized user, like, what, what is, how does that look, I guess, concretely? Like, when you start off, is it, does it put your credit score at a certain place? Does it, like, what does it do for you? You're just piggybacking off your parent's credit score. And so I don't know what, where your credit score jumps to how it jumps, but I know it's a successful path to obtaining good credit. You can then, when you apply for your own credit in your own name without them, when you, your credit score is going to be jumped up ahead of what it would normally have been had you, been, had you never established credit before. Yeah. And once again, it's, like a, it's a proprietary thing. So I can't sit there and tell you, oh, if you do this now, and by the time you get to 24, you'll have an 800 credit score. It's possibly, I don't know what your parents' spending habits are, or it may not be that way, but it, it is a positive effect on your credit. And people that know credit, 
people that, you know, I found out through people that how they leverage your children. And it gives, it gives you once again, a competitive advantage. Like you'll graduate from college with good credit. And you'll be able to have access to opportunities that you normally wouldn't have because you've already have established credit. It's just showing the creditor they're looking at your parents score and their parents spending habits come under you. Then them paying on time, paying off then affects you and shows that. And then it shows one of the, the, the strongest determining for to good credit is credit history. The most important thing is that it'll show that you establish credit. You've had five years of credit history versus just getting it right away. You know, so the most important thing is that it'll establish credit history from an early age. Yeah, it also it, shows it, that you have some guidance too. I'm, I'm guessing yeah, people checking the report. Your parents got a, a 640 or 550 mispayment, late fees, all that shows up and from their cards, then uh, you, you don't want to, you know, piggyback on that because it's not going to do you any good. So if you, if they have anything over 700 to 800, then that'll do you some good. And it's just simple math. So you figure out, hey, mom, what's the score? You know, and um, if they say it's less than seven, I may not, you know, want to piggyback on that right away because that's not going to really build you anything less than seven, in my opinion. I hate to say it, but we are almost at five o'clock. So maybe we have a time for like one or two more questions. Yeah, I got a question about the class. Are we going to end up learning about stocks? Yes, we can. We're, that's, that's part of the program. It is. Absolutely. But we're going to take a high level approach to it. And then we're going to do the deep dive. Where we're going to really get into it and maybe even do some small trading, hopefully. Don't hold me to that. But we are definitely going to learn about stocks and, and, and different investment options. So we're going to have this series and then like you were saying, we're going to have some deeper dives where you're going to have a chance to go into like a couple of these topics more in depth, which we'll make sure you all know about. Any more questions? All right. Um, we'll choose one more from this. Um, how often, let me see a good one. Is having your, how often is my credit score updated? I mean, it all depends when your report card Get sent to Equifax, TransUnion, and, 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 and Experian. So it's continuously updated by the transaction that you do, but they're only required to send the feed once a month. So your score will change more than likely from each credit bureau once a month. And I think like, that makes sense. Some of these banking questions, I think we could put together like some helpful hints for folks that we could share with everybody so you could have that helps you think about how to open a bank account and what you should have to be prepared so that we could like kind of follow up with some information. Absolutely. So now that we're signed up, please let us know right now in the chat, was this class helpful? You want more of these types of classes or are you still confused? And you can be still confused because they'll just make us have to think even more to, to make sure the information is, is getting across. No, it was helpful. It was helpful. And was it practical? Yeah, Meaning that you can apply to your current life? Yeah. Of okay, course. Great. That's the point. Like that, yes, and yes, just a little lost, but I can catch up. It's okay to be a little bit lost, and it's okay to keep asking questions. I get lost in the calls too, so, you know, like, we're all learning. <laughs> I was just oh, wow. Thank you, Danny, myself. for telling your friends some of the stuff that you learned, and tell them they can listen to the podcast, Two Black Guys Good Credit, because we record all the classes are there. Yes. Mm -hmm. Spread the word. I appreciate you guys. 
I think this was a great class. I actually loved it. One of my favorites, to be honest. Yeah, great dialogue. He's asking very intentional questions as well. Absolutely. Let's share the lessons with our friends and let's share the lessons with our families like we were talking about. Absolutely. You got an excellent comment in the chat. Um, Zamira said if we can at one point compare credit cards, that would be good to start off with. Yeah, we can do that. I used to always do that in the actual class, bring in sample of credit card offers, but I can find some and bring them in and show you guys. That's no problem. I'll bring in a couple samples for next class and we'll go through them. Perfect. All right, guys. What time is it? 501. 501. We did good. We did well. We just, we did. Thank you guys. I appreciate you guys. We're going to be dangerous, folks. I'm telling you, students, you guys are going to be dangerous. So anyway. We're all going to be Mr. 850. (laughs) We're coming for you, Jeff. We're coming for you. Exactly. I was trying to get 860. You know that. (laughs) (laughs) We're, We're coming for you. Listen, I'll be, I have to take my hat off to each and every one of you who've been sticking through this class that you really don't know how much this is going to help you until you go out and you meet people who are suffering from bad choices over a long period of time. And me and Sean have met so many we've tried to help. And it just breaks my heart. Right, Sean? It just breaks yes, our heart absolutely. when we meet people who their lives are entwined with so many, like, really, really bad choices. So and not intentional bad choices either, just really lack of understanding and lack of education and understanding, knowing this stuff. That's really comes from. Nobody intentionally tries to have bad credit. I don't have to look far for bad choices. I can look within my own family. Maybe not my immediate kids, but, you know, just, you know we all got them cousins where we try to talk to them, and they're like... I got you. I got you. And then the next thing they know, oh, we're doing a GoFundMe. We need your help. I'm like, oh, I told you about insurance, man. Did you ask the critical questions during this crazy time? Uh, no, we didn't. And now they're at your door with the GoFundMe. So, you know, <laughs> we, we, want, we want to share with you guys to be the ones that know and act on this. And Sean's thing is really doing this thing for everyone. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. John, I'll see you tomorrow. And guys, we'll see you next week, Tuesday. Rest of the crew, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Yes, next week. Yes, next week, Tuesday, everyone. Thank you all for rocking with us. Yeah, thanks, everybody. (laughs) All right, everyone. All right, thank you, guys. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.